You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey, it's Mark from the Mark Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Hey, Mark K, you're one great American and you stay at it. Look, I need to know where I can safely send money for Trump to help him fight all this mess. And where can we find out where the rallies are to help Trump? Thank you, sir. Thank you for being there. Oh, you are so welcome. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the kind words. I'll tell you what, if you have some money that you want to get to Donald Trump, just send it to the Marquee Show, 11700 Central Parkway, Jacksonville, Florida, 32224. And we will do our best to get it to him. Uh, if not, we'll just, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll use it to keep, we'll use it to go buy some coffee so that we can at least have energy to keep up the fight on his behalf. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Look, there, there's tons of ways to help with this election. First of all, this is the big thing. And, and over the weekend, I don't know if you saw the million MAGA march in Washington, D.C. It was covered by a lot of the news sources. What they like to do is they like to point out how there were not actually a million people there. But that's the thing about these million people marches. It's never a million people. It's to make you think, wow, there's a lot of people there. Uh, the million MAGA march, all you heard, all you heard from the news media was how how it was much smaller than anticipated, although it wasn't even. There were tons of people there. Uh, well, all you heard was how Donald Trump was driving through the crowd, waving at them on his way to play golf, which also uh, was a fallacy. And then, and then when the violence erupted, when Antifa started to attack innocent Trump voters, Old people, uh, moms. There was one woman pushing a stroller and she was attacked by Antifa during the rally. The police in Washington, D.C., I assume by order of the mayor, were unresponsive to the uh, to the Trump supporters calls for safety and security. They were told to walk through crowds of Antifa because they couldn't go around. uh, Places were barricaded off. It was almost like there was some kind of way for it was or a desire to to inspire violence at this uh, Million MAGA march on Saturday. But in the end, it was mostly peaceful uh, as far as the MAGA or as far as the uh, Donald Trump supporters were concerned, concerned. It was mostly peaceful until Antifa came in and started up all of their shenanigans. Hey, well, we'll get into some of that here in just a minute. 855-765-1045 is our number if you're trying to get through. couple of other ways. There's a lot of ways to help. There's a lot of ways to keep this fight going. The first thing you can do is keep fighting. You know, a lot of people, and I see more and more folks, Geraldo Rivera is now the latest. Geraldo Rivera, now the latest quote-unquote conservative or quote-unquote Republican or quote-unquote friend of the president who is trying to convince him that it's over, uh, trying to convince him that he's got to move on, trying to convince him that Joe Biden won the election and we've got to transition and blah, and you've got to go in dignity. First of all, I don't know what's dignified or what's not dignified about what the president is doing. Why is it dignified to look at somebody who you believe stole an election from you or mishandled votes or or, you know, betrayed the trust of the American people? Why is it dignified to say this person potentially wiped their butt with the Constitution of the United States and perpetrated a major fraud, thus stealing Americans of their of their rights, their God given rights, their rights secured by the Constitution, because they wanted to be in power, because they didn't like the the president of the United States, because they were insulted, because they felt Hillary Clinton was entitled to be president. Why is that undignified? I feel like that's the most American thing you can do. I feel like looking at an election, looking at this election, saying, "Hey, we went out there, we fought hard, we won Florida and Texas and Ohio, we were winning Pennsylvania, we were winning." Michigan. We were winning in Wisconsin. 
And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, all these Joe Biden votes came in by the hundreds of thousands. And now all of a sudden, he's the winner in all of these states. He's the winner in Arizona and in Georgia. That's what we're, we're just going to blindly take that at, at face value. It is dignified to me to say this is wrong. Anyone who turns a blind eye to this, that's not dignified. You're either you're either too much of a coward or, or too much of a lamb to do anything else. You know, and, and Donald Trump's not a lamb. He's a lion. The people that are fighting with him, uh, you know, Cindy Powell, who, man, she had a great appearance on Maria Bartiromo's show yesterday. And today's going to be a huge day in this Trump campaign against Joe Biden in the election. Rudy Giuliani, you know, everybody, Kaylee McEnany, these are lions, not lambs. These are people that are out there saying we will not let you take what is rightly ours. And for 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 centuries now in the United States of America, that's been they talk about the peaceful transfer of power. You know, this is what that peaceful transfer of power, the peaceful transfer of power has existed mainly because elections have been somewhat on the up and up until 2000. In 2000, that's when we got our real I would say one of our first real tastes of a controversial election, the, the first real taste of an election that was disputed by one side over the other and having it happen, having uh, it have happened here in the state of Florida. We know a lot about it. And what happened in that case? Neither side backed down until the very last minute. Why? Because they felt it would be undignified to give in. Think about all the people. Think about all the people that voted for you and supported for you and expected you to fight for them as president of the United States. Do those people, are they not expecting you to fight for them before you get reelected? Are they not expecting you to fight for them if you believe that something was was mishandled or even worse, that a crime com was committed during what should be one of the most sacred acts of our democracy? I feel like if Donald Trump didn't fight it, he would be letting down every one of the 73 million people who supported him. If Donald Trump didn't fight it, he would be letting down every American, even those who didn't vote for them, because our entire uh, process, our entire republic is based on a free and fair election. And, and the, this peaceful transfer of power that you hear about, sure, peaceful transfer of power if there has been a transfer of power. But we don't know if there's been a transfer of power. What we think may have happened is there has just been a snatching of power or a grabbing of power or a stealing of power. This is what we believe is going on. If you can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the power has been peacefully transferred, that's one thing. But right now, there is no proof of that. In fact, there's a lot of proof to the contrary. There's a lot of proof that this wasn't just more Americans going to the polls and voting for Joe Biden than they did go voting for Donald Trump. This is a case of more Americans going to the polls, voting for Donald Trump. And then when people in power found out about that, they did whatever they could, whether it was via mail-in ballots, whether it was in tampering with votes, whether it was in creating votes, or whether it was in altering software programs to make it seem like one side had lost this election and the other side had won, when in, in, in reality, it was the other way around. Yes, if Donald Trump loses this election and he loses every single legal battle and all of this proof does not show that he, in the end, won Pennsylvania, won Michigan, won Wisconsin, won Georgia, if that's the case, then a peaceful transfer of power can exist. However, if one side doesn't peacefully take the power or get the power peacefully if they if they use you know their 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 these criminal acts and these deceitful you know uh these dark web practices if they're out there manipulating the results that's not peaceful at all that's theft that's a crime those people should be punished and you should never ever just peacefully transfer power to a criminal tell me if somebody came over to my house and wanted my car, I wouldn't peacefully transfer it to them. <laughs> I'd fight them tooth and nail. I'd be like, hell no. You, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to give you my car, but I'll give you a couple rounds of buckshot if you like. Catch. They're coming at you quick. 855-765-1045 is our number. And 855-765-1045. And I'm not saying at all that I'm not saying, like, you know, you should, you should use uh, your shotgun in the election. I'm saying if someone's trying to steal your car at your house, that would be probably would be probably – uh, a fair trade-off. 855-765-1045. So today marks the next chapter in this battle because Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, the uh, the two lawyers in charge of this, 
they have new evidence that they believe is explosive, that they believe. In fact, City Powell, in her own words, said we're fixing to release information that will overturn the election in several states. It was it was an amazing interview. We're going to play you some clips of that. I'll come up here in just a minute. Also, why? Why is President Trump fighting so hard to overturn this election or to to prove that he won fair and square the election? Why are so many millions of Americans uh, so interested in seeing the results of this? And why are so many people convinced that Donald Trump won this election and Joe Biden didn't? Why is it that Donald Trump just this morning tweeted out again, I won the election knowing it would bring on ridicule, knowing it would bring on all kinds of headaches and heartaches and shameful retweets and trolling, knowing that the media would just rake him against the coal uh, along the coals. Why is this happening? I'll tell you why. The answer comes from our good friends north of us in Canada. Uh, we have some clips from we have some clips from uh, from uh, what's his name? Trudeau, who may uh, may have let the cat out of the bag. As as far as Joe Biden's, uh, you know, super secret plan to take over the world. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. Also, if anyone's in Michigan, sorry, <laughs> you guys, you're governor, man. It could there's articles of impeachment being uh, introduced this morning against Governor Gretchen Whitner Whitmer because of something she did yesterday. Uh, we'll tell you that story. We have so much to get to here today. It's crazy. It's cr- I don't know how we're going to do it all in two hours, but we're going to I'm going to talk fast. So, uh, try, you know, listen, you have to listen. You have to listen pretty quickly to 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. I know everybody reporting about the spike in cases of COVID right now, but is anyone looking into, is there a spike in the deaths of COVID as well, or is it just people getting infected? That's so, you know what, that's so funny. That's so funny that he should, I mean, it's not funny talking about COVID and death and stuff, but it's so funny because I, I literally did the same thing this morning. I said, you know, everyone's talking about these spikes in COVID cases, but is there a spike in the deaths as well? And if you and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But basically, the shorter answer is, nah, not really. Uh, when you look when you look um, and, and this is something you need to be careful of what happens with the news and what the news media has been really good at. And Donald Trump, this is another this is one of the many reasons why Donald Trump should continue to be president. First of all, you need to make sure that the news is being held accountable. And what they do is they con- they talk constantly about the rise in cases. The number of cases of COVID-19 is skyrocketing. The number of cases is going up. We have a record number of cases. But what they don't look at is, as you point out, the number of deaths. And do we have a record number of deaths? Well, the again, the short answer to that question is no. No, we don't. And what you have to ask yourself, well, if we have a record number of cases, don't you think subsequently the number of deaths would also go up? Wouldn't it be like, you know, wouldn't it be like the um, wouldn't it be basically the, uh, you know, like a similar scenario that if if we have more cases, more people are dying. But that's not the case. Statistically, really, compared to the number of cases we have, we're not even seeing the peak. We're not even seeing the peak of the number of people who are succumbing to this thing. In fact, in April, we had that was I think that we didn't even have the highest number of daily cases. And we were up to I think our highest deadliest day ever was twenty seven hundred deaths in one day, twenty seven hundred deaths in one day. That was April 15th tax day. The heck of a way to get out of paying your taxes. Uh, but yesterday, when we had a record number of new cases, only only one thousand three hundred eighty nine deaths. So you have to think to yourself, if there's so many new cases, why is the death count not skyrocketing either? Um, and that's, you know, that's a good question. I don't have an answer to it, but I will tell you this. They're not going to report that. They only report the bad news. And what people hear is skyrocketing cases. And what people hear is skyrocketing cases, hospitals full, doctors overwhelmed. They never say anything about the death rate skyrocketing or us having a record number of deaths because we're not having them. But they want to keep the bad stuff in the forefront because they want to be able to keep control. And that's the other thing Donald Trump was good about. He was good about not taking control, not re, re, like revoking your rights systematically because of COVID-19. Unlike a lot of the Democrat governors, unlike Governor Gretchen Whitmer from Michigan. And those of you watching and listening in Michigan, uh, apologies from the rest of the 50 states. Although you guys put her there in the first place, so it's not really our fault. But Michigan Republican state uh, governor Gretchen Whitmer has now announced New closing. She's closing for three weeks, closing everything back up. 
bolstered by the uh, fake news media telling her that that Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States, bolstered by these 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 coronavirus task force briefings that that Joe Biden is releasing with his new and improved coronavirus task force based on uh, Joe Biden's claims that he's going to lock down the entire country, even though constitutionally he has he has no right to do that. All of these things, even despite all of that or, or because of all that, because she's bolstered by it, she's going ahead with a second closure of the state of Michigan. Three weeks, which would take you right through Thanksgiving, closing down schools, closing down movie theaters, closing down businesses, closing down colleges, closing down the, sh- the state of Michigan. Once again, no in-person dining for the next three weeks because she feels that this COVID is totally totally out of control well a lot of republicans in michigan feel that this governor is totally out of control they think that governor whitmer is the covid 19 of politicians she's running rampant she's she's just steamrolling people's constitutional rights she had no right to do it the first time she locked down the state she definitely doesn't have a right to do it now and they're sick of it so they are they are calling on the house of representatives in the state of michigan to hold impeachment hearings for governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer, Matt Maddock, who represents several cities in western Oakland County, said he and several other legislators are calling for impeachment hearings for Governor Whitmer. He uh, had a, a Facebook post where he listed several reasons why he thinks they should uh, she should be impeached, not only not only because she's stepping on people's civil rights and their uh, constitutional rights, but also because she believes civil officers are corrupt. And uh, and the conduct in their officers offices during COVID-19 um, substantiates crimes or misdemeanors. So not only are these not only is this a constitutional crisis, but he believes that there's criminal behavior going on in the governor's office. So when you think about it in Michigan, this second lockdown is going to por- force uh, impeachment proceedings through the House of Representatives against the governor. This is one of 50 states. You're going to have governors that aren't going to be doing what Gretchen Whitmer does, like Governor Ron DeSantis, for example, here in Florida, Governor Kemp in Georgia. And then you're going to have governors that follow suit, like Cuomo in New York uh, and like like Gavin Newsom, who is already doing it in California. The difference is in Michigan, Republicans control the House of Representatives in the Senate. In the state of Michigan, Republicans control the entire Congress, and they are at odds with a Democratic, dictatorial, tyrannical governor. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But if the Republicans in the House of Representatives in Michigan can can bring forward these impeachment articles and then they go to a Senate, which is overwhelmingly Republican, because keep in mind, the you know, the majority of the state is is red. The majority of Michigan is just Detroit. Basically, we're all the you know, that one pocket of blue. If they can do this successfully, this could change the way every governor in the country and even the president, whoever it is deals with the coronavirus 855-765-1045 we gotta take a quick break uh, we're gonna get some of your phone calls then i want to get back to the sydney powell thing here in just a minute because it's explosive and that's all coming up on the mark k show stay tuned entertaining never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12 informative you call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable that's the mark k show this is the mark k show Revote, revote, revote. No mail-ins. Only show up at the polls. No recounts. Revote, revote, revote. Yeah, revote. I love that idea. Star Star 1045 is our number, or you can dial 855-765-1045 if you're trying to get through. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with this election battle in the uh, you know in the courts all over the uh, the country in Michigan specifically and and in Pennsylvania, which is the biggie. Uh, also Georgia, Nevada, and Wisconsin. Look. Here's here's what the here's what the big thing is now. And I want you to remember this when you look at the media, because the media continues to push. You know, in fact, over the weekend, Donald Trump said something about Joe Biden and the media glommed onto it and said Donald Trump finally concedes the election, which forced Donald Trump to then tweet out. No, you idiots. I didn't. I was I was tweeting out my anger. And uh, and so, you know, it's, it's going on and on and on. And the media, the media, their big goal, their job right now is to get Donald Trump to concede, because if he concedes the election, it's over. If he concedes the election, they believe that it's over because what happens then is is, is he's not going to challenge anything else. It's it's a lot like football. For those, if you remember when you used to watch football before they got super political, they had the the red challenge flag, and the way it worked was, let's say you know you you they say that you didn't get a touchdown, but you're like I did, or you they say uh, you you say I got a touchdown, and they say no, your foot was out. You go no, I got the touchdown. They say no, I'm sorry. You throw the challenge flag. Right. The red challenge flag. And you have to do it immediately. 
Because what happens is if the other team gets a playoff before you throw that challenge flag, then it's over. You, you've you lost your opportunity to challenge. And this election is the same exact way. You have until early December to throw that challenge flag. So you better do it immediately because you're going to need all the time you can you can muster um, to fight these things in court. And if you if they get the next playoff, if they certify these results before you throw your challenge flag, then that's it. You didn't get that touchdown. And even if you go back and you watch the tape and you watch the, the slow motion and whatever, and you watch it on, I don't know, the, the football shows over and they're like, yeah, he did get the touchdown, but it didn't count because he didn't throw the challenge flag. Donald Trump is throwing the challenge flag on this election because he believes he got the touchdown. And, and Joe Biden and the media, they want to get the next playoff. They want to get the next playoff. They don't want Donald Trump throwing the challenge flag. They want to get the next playoff so it's over. And then down the road, when we finally realize, oh, you know what? Yeah, those voting machines were rigged. Or, oh, yeah, there were a bunch of ballots that should have been counted. Or, oh, yeah, those 638,000 Pennsylvania ballots that were illegal, that were counted, should have been illegal and not counted. We should probably take those out of the total estimate of votes uh, in Pennsylvania. All of that goes away in early December. That's why this fight is continuing day and night, day and night in courts all over the country. And Sidney Powell, who... An int- really interesting late, really interesting uh, person. She's a lawyer. She's a badass. She's fighting this thing. And she was on Maria Bartiromo's show yesterday on Fox News to say there is evidence, explosive evidence that will blow the lid off of this whole entire thing. There's evidence we have that we're bringing to light today that will show you that not only was the election rigged, but that everybody knew it, that the CIA was involved and it all involves the software. Here she is talking to Maria Bartiromo yesterday. Listen very closely. Well, he is listed as. Oh, by the way, first, I should say they're talking about this guy, Peter Niederlander or Tudorlander or whatever. I forget his name. Uh, but he's basically one of the he's on the board of directors of this software company that runs on Dominion voting machines. And she says, what information do you have about this software company now that's been running on these Dominion voting machines all over the country? Well, he is listed as its former Admiral Peter Neffinger, or retired Admiral Peter Neffinger. He is president and on the board of directors of Smartmatic. And it just so happens he's on uh, Mr. Biden's presidential transition team that's going to be non-existent because we're fixing to overturn the results of the election in multiple states. All right, this guy, Peter Neffinger, he's on the board of directors for this Dominion software, the Smartmatic software, which runs on these Dominion machines. And guess what? He's also on Joe Biden's transition team, which she then points out will be non-existent because they're going to overturn the election in several states. And so Maria Bartiromo says, how are you going to do that? What are you basically alleging? Listen to this. President Trump won by not just hundreds of thousands of votes, but by millions of votes that were shifted by this software that was designed expressly for that purpose. Yeah, now listen to this. This is this is software. And think about software that you use. This is why I don't know why people don't understand this. Think about any software that you use. For example, we use software here to record our voices. And we can not only record our voices, but we can make them sound lower and slower. We can make them sound really bad. Or we can like make them go backwards. We can do whatever we want with the click of a mouse. We could take that whole clip, if we don't like it, if we're like, ah, oh, my voice sounds stupid, and just delete it, and it's gone. We can do it instantaneously. I'm sure you have software in your business where you do something similar. This is what this software can do in the voting and election business. Listen to this. Even their own manual explains how votes can be wiped away. Uh, They can put, it's like drag and drop Trump votes to a separate folder and then delete that folder. You can drag and drop the Trump votes to a specific folder and then just delete the folder. Just drag that into the trash. And then empty the trash, and then you probably want to clear your history so nobody sees, you know, that kind of thing. I'm sure there's some kind of cache that needs to be wiped out as well, or you, you hit control, alt, delete, whatever it is. But you can drag and drop because it's software. It's a computer. And we all know that computers can pretty much do anything. Computer, I mean, computers do pretty much everything in our day. I mean, from our cell phone to our cars to whatever we do, you know, at, at work, everything, your watch, it's all computerized. They're doing everything for us now anyway. They're capable of, of creating any reality that we want. Why wouldn't they be able to drag and drop these votes? And then Maria Bartiromo says, look, but do you need to prove this? They did this on purpose. It was calculated. They've done it before. We have evidence from 2016 in California 
We have so much evidence, I feel like it's coming in through a fire hose. They've done it before. We have evidence of them doing it in California. They've done it before. We have evidence coming in. So much evidence, I feel like it's coming through a fire hose. Just a deluge of evidence that this software and these programs have been used in multiple various elections. Also, she pointed out, not just Democrats, but Republicans. And here's something else they have proof of. Kickbacks kickbacks to the people in government who bought these machines for their state elections in the first place. We are collecting evidence now from various whistleblowers that are aware of substantial sums of money being given to family members of state officials who bought the software. I mean, we're talking about $100 million packages for new voting machines suddenly in, in multiple states and benefits ranging from financial benefits for family members to sort of what I would call election insurance. Financial benefits to family members? Wait a minute, that sounds so familiar. Where did I hear that one before? Where did I hear somebody's family members, sons and brothers, getting benefiting financially for something they did in the government? Where, where did I hear about that? Was it something Donald Trump didn't know? It was, it was, it was Joe and Hunter Biden. It was Joe and Hunter Biden, family members benefiting financially for decisions made by their parents who held elected office. This is happening now with voting machines, she alleges. She says there's 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 evidence of kickbacks where some governor, some state official, some election person said, look, we'll give you a one hundred million dollar contract. To do all of our voting, you get to bring in all your voting machines, you the software, we'll pay you $100 million. You don't think some of that money is going to find its way back in the coffers? What did she talk about? Election insurance? Is that, wait, is that, I was wondering, is that what she said? To sort of what I would call election insurance. Election insurance. Okay, you know what? I will give you the contract for the state of Pennsylvania. I'll give you the contract that you run all of our elections. You bring in all your computers in here and your IT guys, and you can run every election from here for the next 30 years. But you have to make sure that I win. You have to make sure. I'll give you $100 million for the contract. It's yours. You have to make sure I win every election I'm in. I mean, it, does that not sound plausible? Does that not sound feasible? Does that not sound like some – you're telling me – you're telling me that every single contract in the in the government, someone's going to say, well, no, I can't. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be. I'm going to turn down your one hundred million dollars and I'm going to go find a state that's run <laughs> that's run morally and where there is no kind of election. Give me a break. I mean, this is this is definitely something that a happens and B needs to be wiped out of existence. And C, the only way to do that is through these lawsuits, through these affidavits, bringing this to light. Because as Joe Biden said, he didn't need your vote. I don't need your votes to get elected. No, of course not. He's got he's been given kickbacks to some company so that he gets all the votes he needs. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is going to be this is the I mean, look, this is going to be the next big thing. Is this election interference? No more. Are, the story of Hunter Biden's laptop, the story of China, everything else. It's going to be about seizing control in the United States of America versus using the manipulation of various software programs. That's that's going to be the next war that we have to fight and we have to win. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We got, we'll get some of your phone calls here in just a minute. Also, uh, we've got a couple more clips I want to show you or play you rather from Justin Trudeau our neighbor to the north, uh, about what the real plan is for Joe Biden and the rest of the world. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Marquee Show. My name's Marquee, 855-765-1045. we got to get some phone calls because there have been people waiting very patiently since the beginning of the show. Uh, and then we'll, get to, uh, then we'll get to the real plot behind this whole Biden, quote-unquote, presidency and what it means for the rest of the world, and especially us. Martha is in Dayton, Ohio, though. Hi, Martha. How are you? I am good today. Oh, good. Oh, good. Thanks so much for calling. What did you want to say, Martha? I wanted to talk about Washington, D.C. Yeah. I uh, went with several friends. We loaded up and took off Friday night. Yeah. Everything was literally perfect until it started getting dark. And then it was just like they came out from everywhere. We were outside of our hotel smoking, and there was a group of about 75 Antifa BLMs, whatever they were. Yeah. 
all come and started attacking the vendors that were set up in front of the Marriott. They were attacking us people. It it was just, it was like a third world country as soon as it got dark. Yeah, now we saw a couple instances. I'll be honest with you. I saw a couple of instances on Twitter and on Facebook. I, I, I didn't really see anything on the news, and I mean, I'm not surprised by that. But I didn't see a lot of stuff on the news. I saw everything on the Internet. What I mean, would you say it was widespread? Because from the looks of it on Twitter, it looked like maybe like two or three isolated incidents. No, it was literally widespread because the other four women that I went with, we all decided once that happened, we would just go ahead and head out, head back for Thomas to stay the night. Yeah. And we couldn't get out of the city. Every time we would get on a road... The Black Lives Matter would be fighting with people at restaurants yeah. and everywhere, and they would shut down that road. And we were literally stuck going around in a circle for almost two hours trying yeah. to get out of Washington, D.C. Yeah, first of all, I used to live up there, um, and it takes about two hours to get out of the city on a regular day. But you're right. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where uh, it was, again, not widely reported. And I believe that, you know what, if... If, and that brings up a great point. And thanks so much for calling and sharing that information with us, Martha. It brings up a good point. If the if the media ignores all of this violence, is that not a way of promoting it? Like, for example, if you are an Antifa BLM protester and you know that uh, you're going to go to some city somewhere, and if you know that you're going to do something nefarious like beat up an old lady because she's wearing a Trump hat or or kick some dude because he's wearing uh, something that says MAGA or walk up to diners who are, have red hats on and just start throwing food at them or bricks or your uh, bags of your own urine. If you're going to do something like that and you know it's going to be plastered all over television and that the, that the uh, you know, the media is going to like really investigate you the way they did the Covington kid, that kid from Covington who did nothing wrong. The media, man, they spent days investigating. They found out who he was, what his name was, where he lived, where he went to school, contacted the principal, tried to get him thrown out, did everything they could to assassinate his character. These people uh, from the Antifa riots and the BLM protests in D.C. and elsewhere, they're ignored. They don't they don't get doxxed by the media. Imagine if they did. Imagine if they did. That would seriously curb the number of people, if they're getting arrested, if people are showing up at their homes, if they're getting all these, you know, threats, if people are, are showing up and chanting at their at their at their door fronts like they do to the mayors of these towns that they don't like, like they did in St. Louis, like they did to Tucker Carlson, because they don't like what he says on Fox News. If that were happening, then fewer and fewer people, I believe, would put on black masks and black stockings and black boots and go throw bricks at innocent Trump supporters or go throw bags of urine at old ladies wearing MAGA hats. I truly believe that if the media made a bigger deal about this kind of domestic terrorist terrorism, fewer people would try to be domestic terrorists. So in ignoring it, in not reporting it, in not promoting it, they're actually promoting it. They're actually saying, if you do this terrible, horrible, no good, very bad, illegal, immoral thing, anti-American, if you do this, no one will care. No one will hold you accountable. No, no one will question you, and probably nothing will happen to you. And that's what the media is doing by not doing anything. And if you don't do something, then people are just going to keep doing it. By not, by, by not covering uh, what the Antifa and BLM do at these events, the media is really inspiring them to do it even more. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Quick break. I got more of the Marque Show coming up. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. So the Biden staff is upset that the Trump administration won't start transitioning. Well, what do they want us to do? Do they want us to start setting up microphones and listening devices everywhere so we could start spying? Asking for 72 million friends. That's a great idea. I would, you know, that's a great, you know, every time there's a transition, there's always like pranks that go on. For example, the, the real famous one was the uh, Bill Clinton administration when they were leaving they they supposedly or allegedly took all the W's off of all the computer keyboards because George W. Bush uh, would, you know, his whole staff would find it very difficult 
to write his name, President George W. Bush, without the W keys. So they took him off of all the uh, keyboards. And then I think they got sued for destruction of government property or something. I don't know what it was. But they always do these little pranks. Maybe this is just an elaborate prank on the uh, part of the Trump administration. Like, instead of removing all of the Bs from the keyboard so you can't write Biden, they're just not going to (laughs) leave. They're going to be like, we're just not going to. You know what? We're just not going to give you the office. 855-765-1045. Also, uh, we won at Fair and Square. 855-765-1045. This is Sue in South Carolina. Hi, Sue. How are you? Hi. I love your show. Oh, thank you. And uh, I listen to it every day on my computer. Oh, that's perfect. the only way I can get you. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. But, but I know I am so upset and so mad at all those criminals up in D.C. that should be in jail. Yeah. That uh, they're taking money from our pockets that belong in our pockets. That they go to their pockets. And with this fraud vote, it gets to the point of why do we even bother voting anymore? They'll just put in who they want. Yeah. Look, I mean, if, if you think about it this way, you should really be angry um, because what happens is these people that you elect to office then take your tax dollars and buy voting machines and software, uh, which allows them to manipulate the election so that they then can control uh, who who goes into office. So basically, you through your tax dollars are financing their fraud, and that right. you know may, maybe not you in South Carolina because you got Lindsey Graham back in office and you voted for Donald Trump. So you guys are probably um, okay. Plus, how great is you know Myrtle Beach and Savannah are like, or I'm not Savannah. I'm sorry, Charleston are two of the best places in the entire world. But I mean, this is what's happening. This is why people are so frustrated because we put you in power. We give you money to make our lives better, and then you use it to get kickbacks for your own family, so that you can you so that you can you can spread our money to these people who offer you unlimited you know time in government. Uh, what was it that Sidney Powell said? She said um, election insurance, which is a great way to put it. It's a great way to put it. Why? What? What's happening with these election machines? Why are they being put in place? And benefits ranging from financial benefits for family members to sort of what I would call election insurance. I mean, you're telling me you're an elected official. Somebody comes to you and says, hey, do me a favor. You have a contract for $100 million for voting machines. I own a voting machine company. Give me the contract. I'll get $100 million. I'll take $2 million of that, and I'll put it back into your family's bank. Like, I'll give it to your sister so no one will ever know. I'll hire her as like a, a contractor or something. And then we'll also write in a code in the software so that you don't ever lose an election again. So you get to be a millionaire. You you have job security. I get to be a millionaire. It's a win, win, win. I mean, that's you're telling me you're telling me that these officials in places we know are corrupt, like Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin, places that are run by by unions and the mafia. You're telling me that these people aren't taking advantage of kickbacks and lining their own pockets. It's a win, win, win. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Daniel's in California. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Hi, good morning, Mark. Uh, how are you? Oh, doing great, man. What do you want to say about all this stuff? So I wanted to shed some color on Dominion software really yeah. quick. Sure. Uh, I've been a software developer for over 20 years, and let me tell you, if even 5% of what we're hearing is true, this is absolutely an outrage. Yeah. Um, I heard there was a last-minute update on the software. In the commercial software application, even in corporate America, there would never be a release the day before uh, a day where something is mission critical as an election that chooses the leaders of the free world, for goodness sake. How this software was ever approved is super questionable. You have a guy named Chris Krebs, who's the first and the current director of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, saying this is the most secure election in history. And we're hearing how this software can have drag-and-drop votes. Yeah. It's kind of like being able to choose which charges are valid on your credit card all by yourself. Oh, no, this charge is no no longer valid. I think I'm going to make sure that it's uh, it's now zeroed out. Yeah. I mean, who on earth would approve software that enables individuals at state and, uh, and county levels to be able to manipulate this? This guy, Chris Krebs, he is super questionable. Uh, the DHS uh, director who refuses to fire him, also super questionable. And let's not also talk about this guy, Eric Coomer, who is former director of strategy for Dominion, which they have conveniently scrubbed all of his uh, bio and association, who was literally one of the top guys. And he was also, according to the Gateway Pundit, uh, found to have said something on, on a phone conversation that he has essentially fixed the election so that Trump won't win. And this is a guy who has a Ph.D. in, like, nuclear physics from Berkeley who was shown to have all of these anti-Trump posts 
on his Twitter and Facebook page. I mean, it, the, the level of corruption here is really scary, Mark. No, Daniel, you're and absolutely that, right about that. And, it, and even this, you know, this person that, uh, that you know, um, what's her name, was talking about, Sidney Powell was talking about yesterday, uh, you know, saying, look, this is a person who now sits on the Biden transition team. And they were on the board of directors of this of this uh, software company that ran the software on all these computers for this system. If, if you think about all the circumstantial evidence, it's no longer cir- circumstantial. If you look at some of the things that were said, and thank you again for your call, how the Pennsylvania, you know, with the secretary of state or attorney general said Donald Trump will never win this election because he knew the fix was in. If you have Joe Biden letting the cat out of the bad, bag and saying, uh, I don't need your votes. Because to be uh, to win the election, because we've already got we've already we've got some new software program that we're going to use, and that'll get me the uh, the presidency. Bernie Sanders going on Jimmy Fallon and outlining exactly what was going to happen by minute by minute. Donald Trump will be ahead, and we'll all go to bed. And we'll wake up, and Joe Biden will have won those states. He outlined it perfectly, exactly what happened, and everybody in the media is pretending that Bernie Sanders is an oracle. He's so smart. He's not smart. He's a crook. He's a criminal. He knew what was going to happen. He outlined it for you on the Jimmy Fallon show, whether he meant to do it or not, whether he was upset at the Democrats, whatever. I mean, that's exact. There's so much going on here that only an idiot would say, wow, Bernie Sanders is so smart or wow. Look at that. How did Biden win? That's crazy. There must have been there must have been all these shy Biden voters. There were no shy Biden voters. There were non-existent Biden voters, not shy ones, though. Eight, five, five. 765-1045 is our number. This is Ronnie in West Virginia. Hi, uh, Ronnie. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great, man. What's going on? What do you want to say, sir? Uh, well, first thing I want to say is that <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a former correctional officer. Okay. Currently, I work in private security until I transition out into another law enforcement agency. If, if this new evidence that Sidney Powell and them are going to show today actually does shed some light on the election fraud and does help our president stay in power. I'm kind of worried if this doesn't pan out with all the listing stuff that's going on, all the blacklisting, all the other stuff, people like me aren't going to have a job. For one, with the defunding the police. And two, you know, I'm, I'm a registered Republican. I'm not going to change and say that I'm liberal. I'm not going to appease. And as an American, I can't invite socialism into my life. Yeah. So I want your thoughts, Mark. Yeah, Ronnie, let me ask you this. Are you a federal corrections officer or a state correctional officer? All right. Well, then you'll be fine in West Virginia because nobody's going to defund you in West Virginia. But you're right. I mean, there is going to be and it's already I mean, it already happens. It already happens on so many levels. People are finding out what political party you belong to and you're not getting that promotion or you're getting fired or look, if if there needs to be downsizing, you know, here's who I'm going to downsize. Um, You know, and and with the defunding of the police, it's not just the police. It's it's ICE. I mean, the Democrats hate ICE. They hate the immigration service. They want an open border policy, so of course they're going to defund that. Then it goes to the military. You know, if we if we don't have all these endless wars, uh, you know, let's just start defunding the military. Everybody that they they have seen as a political enemy, whether it's the police, whether it's the um, you know uh, the border patrol, uh, whether it's the military themselves, will slowly but surely be put on a list and will be defunded. They're going to defund basically conservatism. That's what it's going to be. It's not just it doesn't matter if it's a police officer, an Air Force lieutenant, a correctional officer, an accountant. Doesn't matter. They are going to systematically try to defund conservatives. And that's something that you need to stop. And the way you do it is by not stopping this election, by fighting this election, by telling people this is wrong, by supporting your president, by not recognizing the validity of this, by by asking the questions. Why was this software used? Why did these votes pop up? How is it that that apparently Joe Biden underperformed Hillary Clinton in every city except for the four, except for the four that decided this entire election? That doesn't seem odd to anybody else. 855-765-1045. That's a great question. That's a great question. How do I know I'm not going to be put on a list somewhere and defunded? You might be. Now, the good news is there's still 73 million conservatives out there, or at least 73 million who actually voted for Donald Trump. So uh, that's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of businesses. That's a lot of people, you know, looking to help people. So I feel like, I've, and again, you're in West Virginia. So I feel like you may be okay. 
And that's the other thing that's going to happen, too. You, there's articles about New York City and how New York City, everybody's fleeing New York City and they're moving here and there. Californians are all moving to Texas and Florida and whatnot. I mean, you are going to see, you think that there's a big split right now in the country? Just wait. It's going to be geographic. You're going to see the next time you see the electoral map, it's going to be blue and red. And there, I mean, it already is. There's just little tiny pockets of liberalism all over. But it, that's going to continue because the 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 states have these. I mean, they're not even it's it's ridiculous when you look at what Gretchen Whitmer is doing in Michigan or what Cuomo's doing in New York or what uh, what's his name is doing. Gavin Newsom's doing in California. Their restrictions are so bad that even the Democrats that voted for them have to leave. Because they can't make a living. I mean, what does that tell you? 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Markay Show is coming up. Don't go anywhere. This is the Markay Show. My name is Markay. 855-765-1045. By the way, if you haven't yet gone to caseKids.com to get your ticket for the Ho Ho Hold'em Celebrity Poker Tournament, uh, very few tickets left for our celebrity table. In fact, I think there's just one at the Markay Show table. But if you want your own table with another fantastic celebrity, Tons of those. We have like five. Again, it's limited. It's smaller this time of year or this year rather than other years because of COVID. We've had, you know, we've had like 100, 200 people play in the past. We're limited to about 50. So if you're one of the people that's always loved the Ho Ho Hold'em Celebrity Poker Tournament, you always brought your friends out, you wanted a table, I would say grab them now because they're going to go a lot faster. There's fewer of them uh, than ever before. 855-765-1045. Joseph's in Arizona. Hi, Joseph. How are you? I am great, thank you. Oh, good. Thanks so much for holding. What did you want to say today, Joseph? Okay, so I live in Arizona, and hands down, probably one of the most liberal states in southern Arizona. Um, And, you know, when I went to go vote, I went to also one of the most liberal churches in Arizona. Sure. And they outright told me, congratulations, you have ballot 50 to the entire room. And when I went up to go vote, handed them my card, I'm a registered Republican. They said, remember him, ballot number 50. Filled everything out, was forced to use a Sharpie, even though I had my own pen. They directly stopped me from using my own pen, which outright was a problem right there. Yeah. When I went to go put my ballot in the machine, there was no machine. All they had was a box. So you, so they announced to everybody that you had ballot number 50, and they knew you, oh, were, yeah. and they knew you were Republican. Absolutely. They outright told everyone. And then they said, remember him, ballot number 50. Oh, I see. so you what? think you think that they pulled your ballot out of the box? They could have easily shaken all the ballots out and just separated all the Republicans. How did they know the, the Republican ballot? I mean, other than the fact that they're marked for Trump, probably. But how did they know you were a Republican before you voted? I was direct. I've been a registered Republican for easily 10 years. OK, but do you, were you wearing a shirt that said I'm a registered Republican? Uh, no, it says it on my voter ID card. Oh, you showed them your voter ID card. Yeah. Oh, that's your first mistake. Oh, I see what you're saying. So they, so they saw your voter ID card, said you're a Republican ballot number. Five. I got it. Look, I mean, look, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that didn't happen. I would just say don't, don't let them know before you vote. Also, uh, also those boxes are. I've, I've never understood the box either. I mean, I don't really even understand the computer when because I we have a little scanner. You put it in and it sucks it up. It's like a big huge fax machine, and then they give you the sticker. And I never see my ballot again, and I just assume it's secure. But I really don't know what happened. That could be a paper shredder, for all I know. Except that Florida went to Donald Trump handedly, so probably probably not. 855-765-1045 uh, is our number. This is Sandy in Virginia. Hi, Sandy. How are you? What do you want to say today? Hey, good morning, Mark. Love your show. I wanted to let Hannah know that Virginia is conservative, and we were involved in that little machine glitch also. Yeah. Because we had a big drop after everybody went to bed. Trump was ahead, and then he lost. Yeah, and to Sandy, that was the thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was Fairfax County, and even even uh, John King, I was watching him on CNN, he's like, he's like, this is very odd. Look at all the, the – Donald Trump is leading in Virginia, whatever, blah, blah. Then he would go to the big map, and he would tap on Fairfax County. He goes, oh, Fairfax County's not in yet. That'll change everything. And sure enough, when Fairfax County results started coming in, the state flipped from red to blue, and Fairfax County is Washington D.C. It is it is basically Washington D.C. It's a D.C. suburb, one of the biggest, and it's where all of the Democrats who work for the government go and sleep at night. Um, so, I mean, the fact that he could just predict it to that point again, it, it's not, it ain't, it's just not the way you would think elections 
would work. 855-765-1045. Hey, thanks so, uh, so much for your call. Quick break. We got to talk about Justin Trudeau and what he said. Just it, This should scare everybody, not just Canadians. But it's, Canadians should be scared anyway, but uh, for different reasons. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. I'm getting trolled on social media for throwing pumpkins in the trash. Apparently, they're in high demand for chicken farmers. Squirrel horse farmers. farmers. Yeah, squirrel farmers. <laughs> I didn't know that Like my old pumpkins fed like a, like a bajillion chickens or something. Who knew? Anyway, next year. There's always next year. Next year, when it, when pumpkin season's over and I have to throw the pumpkins away, I'll, we'll find it. Hannah, Google local chicken farms. Local chicken farms. And okay. We'll, uh, the, <laughs> and we'll, and we'll I take. want, no, can you take them to a squirrel farm instead? I liked that idea much more. I don't know that there's an actual, that's an actual thing, but maybe. Maybe we'll see. Uh, 855-765-1045. All right, I want to read you a couple of stories here. Uh, a couple of stories here, and they, these all kind of link together. First of all, Justin Trudeau is... Uh, Justin Trudeau, for those of you that don't know, is the Andrew Cuomo of Canada. His dad was prime minister, and I guess he didn't have any other skills, so he became prime minister. He's very attractive. Women seem to like him, so I think he got a lot of votes like for that reason. But as, when it comes to leadership, he's really not a great leader. He's not a he's not you know he's one of those globalist world leaders like Gavin Newsom, like the Clintons, people that just want the whole world to come together so that they can all run run it and profit from it and tell everyone else what to do. And part of this, um, part of the the methodology or part of the thinking is something called, uh, call it's something called um, what do you, oh, now I'm now I'm losing it, now I'm blanking on it. Uh, it's called the Great Reset, and they're talking about resetting capitalism. They're talking about resetting government systems. This is something that came up, I would say, like a year ago. Somebody, uh, you know, it, it was it was an actual global initiative called the Great Reset, where we reset our governments all over the world to work together globally. And one of the and I have a I have a whole thing, uh, the Great Reset. I have the whole methodology here. But first, I want to tell you, this was Gavin Newsom the other day talking about the coronavirus and how they could take advantage of it. Here he is in his uh, address to Canada. Building back better means getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. All right, Canada is that this is very poignant because first of all, he's saying he's stealing a page from Build Back Better, which is something that we've heard from Great Britain, something we've heard from Germany, and something most recently we heard from Joe Biden. But he says, look, we need we need to have the what is it he said the the least hold on means getting support to the most vulnerable. Yeah, getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. Okay, and then he says we've got to reach this 2030 uh, um, timeline we've set for ourselves to be totally, you know, uh, free of fossil fuels, and, and this is, the, you know, when the Green New Deal is supposed to really kick into high gear, and we're all supposed to be environmental, uh, you know, like nuts. So that's basically what he's saying. And then, of course, this is the most poignant part at the very end. Canada is here to listen and to help. Because we all know Canada, that's all they do. They listen, eh? And then they help, eh? But they don't lead, eh? They don't ever come up with ideas. They're just like, hey, we're Canada, eh? We'll just, here's what we'll do. We'll make the bacon and the maple syrup and the beer, and you guys do all the work, eh? And we'll just, we'll just listen, eh? Because that's what we do, all right? Okay? All right, good job, eh? Thanks, thanks for thinking of us, eh? We love you. Uh, you know, happy Canada Day. That's what they do. They're not a world leader. They're not, a, they're not a, a superpower, if you will. Sure, they're not a third world country. But they are not someone that's going to take the lead and and soldier on. They're they're listen to this. they're going to look at China. They're going to look at Germany. They're going to look at the United States of America, and they're going to look at the UK. And whatever those four countries do, they're going to jump in on it. And so Canada's sitting there. Justin Trudeau's sitting there thinking, okay, well, America first doesn't help Canada. You know, Donald Trump just came in and redid the whole NAFTA agreement, and I'm not really 100 percent sure I'm happy with it, even though it's better for me. But, uh, I, you know, I did, Donald Trump's gone. I got to jump back on with the globalists. So now he's jumping right back in bed with this Build Back Better Joe Biden thing and the Great Reset. Well, listen to what the Great Reset actually is. If you go to this, where does the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. Uh, here we go. COVID-19 lockdowns may be gradually easing, but anxiety about the world's social and economic prospects is only intensifying. There is good reason to worry. A sharp economic downturn has already begun, and we could be facing the worst depression since the 1930s. But while this outcome is likely, it is not unavoidable. 
to achieve a better outcome, the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies, from education to social contracts and working conditions. Every country, from the United States to China, must participate. And every industry, from oil and gas to tech, must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. And that's exactly what Justin Trudeau went on to say in his address. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. And climate change. So basically what they're saying is uh, capitalism is bad. But because some of the most the richest and most powerful countries in the world, like the United States, are capitalist countries and because they create most of the technology in this world and all the great ideas and because they have a really strong army and because there are global economic leaders still to this date, we need to make sure that we are we come up with a way to undo capitalism or redo capitalism that makes it seem like it's palatable. And so they use something called the Great Reset. And he's saying and the World Economic Forum is saying, hey, COVID-19 Look at the bright side. It's a great opportunity for us to try to sell this great reset to everybody and say, forget America first, forget capitalism, forget the fact that, you know, that you, uh, you know, entrepreneurialism is what drives the entire world forward. Forget all that. We need an economic system that is fairer, that is more balanced. This is what you're starting to see in California uh, with the uh, with the wealth tax. And with all of these, you know, um, they have the CEOs. If your CEO makes over a million dollars, you're going to be taxed if you do business in California. They're trying to redistribute wealth from the people that make it to the people that don't. They're trying to weaken society. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to inspire laziness. They're trying to inspire people to just be complacent. Why? Well, because if you're complacent, then you will just do what they tell you. And there's I mean, Canada is the perfect example of this. Canada has never really done anything of any note uh, worldwide. They've just kind of, as Justin Trudeau said, listened and helped. Sure, they've been involved in wars because we asked them to and they li- and they had no choice. I mean, they they definitely have uh, a huge economic benefit to helping the United States, helping China, helping these other countries. But by but by joining this collective I mean, it's it's their one way to find uh, to stay self-sufficient is by having everyone else take care of them. Because when you think about it, when you look at Canada, they're not the one they're not they're not the Elon Musk making billions of dollars and donating to charity. They're the charity. The United States is the Elon Musk. You know, China is the Jeff Bezos. They're the ones making all the money and donating to the countries that don't have as much. And Canada is one of those. So, of course, he's going to be all for this. But think about what he's saying. He's saying, look, we need to we need to just give people money that don't have. We need to keep them complacent. And that goes right along with the Biden presidency, because there's an article on the AP after Trump. Will the presidency recede a bit for Americans? And what that means is Donald Trump was in your face every single day. He was on Twitter every day. He was tweeting out his thoughts. He was calling press conferences. The news was covering him all the time. You couldn't go on the Internet without seeing Donald Trump. You couldn't turn on CNN without seeing Donald Trump. Everybody loved Donald Trump. The late night talk shows were all joking about Donald Trump. The fake news shows like, the you know, not the actual fake news, but the fake fake news like Comedy Central, always joking about Donald Trump, not to mention Saturday Night Live. I mean, we saw Alec Baldwin almost as much as we saw Donald Trump. But they're saying now with Donald Trump gone and Joe Biden uh, as president, if they, if they get their way, you're going to see a much more boring presidency. As Barack Obama said, you're not going to have to think about the president every single day. You're not going to have Joe Biden in your face tweeting out his every move. You're not going to have Joe Biden on TV telling you everything that he and his government are doing. You're not going to have CNN covering every movement of the Joe Biden campaign or the Joe Biden White House. You're not going to have chopper talks where Joe Biden answers questions from the media no matter what, no matter who they are or what the question is. You're not going to have the transparency that you've had with the the, uh, Donald Trump administration. And they're trying to sell you that is a good thing. Because Donald Trump was just, oh, he was so bombastic. He was so just ridiculous. He was so loud. Donald Trump, all he did was talk and tweet. And he was so unpresidential. And we don't need anything. You know what you need is a president you never hear from. You need a president. You need the president to recede into the background. You need to not think about your president every day. And a lot of Americans are like, yeah, I'm fed. I'm sick and tired 
of hearing Donald Trump yelling at somebody or calling somebody a name. I'm sick and tired of hearing what Donald Trump did or did not do today on the news. But you know what happens when you don't know what your president's doing? You don't know what your president's doing. You know what happens when your president's not telling you every single moment what's on their mind or what they've done or how they're helping you? It means they're not telling you what they're doing. They're hiding from you. You should not want a president that concedes. You should not want a president that just eh, listens and helps. You should know every single day of your life where your president is and what they are doing for you. The president should, you know, my dad lives in an old folk, not an old folks, what do they call it? Assisted living. And, you know, he sits, they've got a button. And every morning at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, he's got to hit the button. And when he hits the button somewhere in the in the center of the home, they get a little message. Boop, Mark's dad is still alive. Great. And then at the end of the night, I think he hits it again. Boop, Mark's dad is going to bed. Also, he's still alive. I feel like we need that kind of we need that kind of transparency with our elected officials. I want to know what the president's doing every single day. I don't want him hiding in the in the in the back rooms of the White House making deals with people we don't want him making deals with. I don't want him, you know, uh, having meetings in the war room talking about how they're going to tear down the wall or, you know, what they're going to do next to pull the wool over the Americans' eyes. I want to know where our money's being spent. I want to know what's going on with these vaccines. I want to know who's in charge. I want to know every single thing. And Donald Trump has been the single most transparent president in history. He tweets directly to the people. And now what they're trying to sell you is that's bad. No, that's not bad. Joe Biden should have to walk into the Oval Office every day at nine o'clock and hit a button and say, America, I'm here. Here's my agenda for the day. And then at the end of the day, you should have to hit a button and say, America, I'm still here. Here's what I did today. No more of this putting a lid on it at 930. No more of this, you know, not campaigning for four days or, hey, you know what, man, I had a I had a meeting with a foreign leader yesterday for about 40 minutes. I'm going to have to take three days off. And leave somebody else in charge of the country, somebody who was not elected president. This is what they want. They want you to think that the president should be boring. You should not think about your president every day. Yes, you should, especially if your president turns out to be somebody as crazy and cuckoo and really just totally out of control as Joe Biden and the merry band of Democrats that he's putting together to run this place. Don't fall for it. If anyone ever tells you, don't worry about us. We got it. You go about your life. It's because they don't want you to know what they're doing to alter your entire lifestyle. 855-765-1045. Got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. More of the Marquee Show coming up. This is the Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855 uh, 104.5, don't forget the Ho-Ho Hold'em Celebrity Poker Tournament. It's slated for December 3rd. It's a Thursday night. And and $1,000 is the grand prize. $1,000 and, of course, the coveted uh, Ho-Ho Hold'em Celebrity Poker Tournament trophy, which is beautiful. It's crystal. It's engraved. It's got our logo. It's so nice. And you get bragging rights, too. Now, the, now uh, Hannah and Josh and I are going to be sitting at the featured table this year. Mm -hmm. We're doing it a little differently. We're going to have three celebrities at one table. That table, is the, that's the big table. That's the one we're going to we're going to broadcast from that table. You're going to be able to watch us on Twitch. Yes. Uh, you'll be able to see our cards, which is exciting. And then um, we have we have only five available seats because they're limiting it to eight people per table, you know, due to COVID. So if you want a seat at that table, we only have five to sell, except we sold four last Friday when we announced it. So we're down to just one. Oh, my goodness. So if you want to sit with me and Hannah and Josh and play poker and potentially win great prizes and one thousand dollars, then uh, go to caseKids.com right now. That's caseKids, K-A-Y-E-S, kids.com, and get that last seat. If you want, now we have other celebrities too. We've got uh, professional football players and authors and TV stars and all that kind of stuff, uh, MMA fighters. We've got all sorts of people coming out, and there's going to be a celebrity at every table. So if you want to get a whole table for you and your friends, you and your family, maybe you want to get some of your employees out and play some poker, make it like a fun Christmas thing, this all goes to benefit charity it's uh, the Arcade's Kids Charity, which helps us surprise a lot of really, really, really great kids who are suffering from terminal illnesses and just have had, you know, you think you've had a bad year. They've had bad years. And we just try to put a smile on their face and play some poker at the same time. So uh, get lights in. It's going to go quick because we're, at, we're, at, we're only allowed half the amount of people that we had last year. So if you're like, well, I'll just wait till the day of to get a table. Ain't going to be no tables day of. They're all going to be gone. Uh, get your friends together, get your family together, get your business. It's all tax deductible. 
So if you get a table or if you get that last ticket at our table, then um, you know that you'll get a you'll immediately get a receipt. You can give it to your accountant and you can say, hey, take this off my taxes because I was a good person. And then if you win the thousand bucks, it's all cash. So, I mean, you, that's between you and your accountant. Uh, Kayskids.com, K-A-Y-E-S-K-I-D-S dot com. We'll put it in our chats here in just a minute on Facebook and on YouTube. Listen, we got to get out of here, man. We we talked so long today, but there was a lot to cover. Tomorrow, we'll do some mail time. We'll bring you the latest on these lawsuits and the election fraud and where, you know, where we are with this whole electoral college process. It's this is just it, it's heating up. It ain't cooling off. And we'll be here, you know, to keep uh, fanning the flames. Plus, traffic, weather, news, Rush Limbaugh, all next on 104.5 WOKV. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.